What's up, everyone? Welcome into Around the Felt, episode 48, our wild card weekend recap. I am your host, Colin Tong, with Reagan Losher, whose bracket is busted after the first weekend. You had Cleveland over Philly, my friend. What happened there? Um, I actually received the wrong copy of the script. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Just uh, it just tells you at this point to not be different than other people. You know, you just gotta fit into the societal norm. Go shop with your bracket, and you'll you'll probably uh, be all right. I should have just gone uh, 49ers beating the Bills or something chalky like that. Well, I have Niners Bills. Bills are still alive. Oh! Niners are still alive. You do okay. You know, if you want to talk about this weekend, you went two and four money line. I went four and two. You went three and three against the spread. I went five and one. The only cover. I did not have was Pittsburgh with the 10, unfortunately. Well, I did, in fact, say the 49ers and Ravens would advance, so I think that will add 2 and 0 to the money line <laughs> and 2 and 0 to the spread extra. But yeah, okay. Uh, an average weekend on the spread and maybe a rough weekend for the money line, but you know what? You know what? I don't care, okay? Uh, at the end of the day, the wheel cashed not once, but twice. Twice. Kareem Hunt plus 1,100? And then Dawson Knox plus 2,300. Thank God I put Dawson Knox in that wheel. Yes, sir. Instead of playoff Lenny. Oh, my gosh. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Because we wanted playoff Lenny. I I was like, no, Knox is already on there. We're going with Knox. And it landed on Knox. And you were like, I swear, if it's playoff Lenny, I'm going to be pissed. And in fairness, I would have been pissed. But you know what? You're done good, boy. Yeah, that's what we do here. And I believe we cast wheels. I believe you just lost your wheel, Genity, the first spin you ever Yeah, I just lost my wheel, Genity. That's the first one I've hit. A plus 2,300 cash, I don't mind it. The wheel is up. We don't know the exact math. but I'd say roughly 80 something Roughly units. 80 units. Yeah, it's Definitely seven. at least 70. Well, I mean, just on this weekend alone, we went up 30 units, so that helps. Absurd. Plus 23 from Knox, plus 11 from Hunt, and take out the four from the mid. We missed 30 units right there. Good math. Go yeah. Red Hawks, baby. Call me the human calculator. Which Red Hawks are we talking about? Because we do have... Big bro, Jared Tong here. Yeah, Jay's here for his first pod. I'm rocking the hat to represent Miami of Ohio. The real Go Red, Red Hawks. Hawks. Go Red Hawks. A couple of Red Hawk brothers over here. You're the little hawk, though. That's the big hawk. Actually, all Red Hawks stick together. Am I right? Can I get a <laughs> caca? Caca! <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. What do you got? Let's hear your lion roar. No, I'm not going to be a like, lion roar, You're dude. probably you like... always put me on the spot. Yeah, you're probably you're like... You're a good lion. You definitely are like zesty. You're like, rawr. <laughs> Let's hear what you got, huh? Yeah, I knew you'd be zesty. (laughs) All right, Reagan. A lot of news coming out of Wild Card Weekend. First and foremost, Eagle Center, Jason Kelsey retires after 13 seasons. I believe he was a seven-time first-team All-Pro. Six-time first-team, two-time second-team. I was looking today. Very impressive. I mean, you would have to imagine first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, for a center to dominate. If that's not a first ballot Hall of Famer, I don't know what is. Yeah, I mean, just domination at the center position throughout his career. I mean... And he got better with time. And the craziest thing is, that's a six-round pick. So, I mean, the Eagles obviously are known for developing linemen late. But, I mean, a lot of teams would kill to develop a lineman like that. <laughs> Giants but, and Jets, take notes. Yeah, let alone let alone drafting someone in the sixth round. I mean, a lot of these teams uh, can't even get a first-round lineman to pan out. But I guess that's another thing that speaks for the center position and why you don't see him going in the first because there's so many that can develop and a lot of guards can obviously move over because... Last year, we didn't see any first-round centers, and the year before that, we only saw Linderbaum in the first round. So. Yeah, and Linderbaum's a stud, so if you're going to be a center picked in the first round, you, you got to be a stud. Be a yeah. stud. Linderbaum's a but pro bowler. I guess that does that does kind of speak to the position itself, but crazy career. Yeah, as a Giants fan, congrats, Jason Kelsey. Hell of a career, man. I mean, he retires on top. 
personally wise because he was a first team All Pro. Yeah. Granted, they didn't win the Super Bowl this year, but hell of a career. Thank God, he's no, no longer in the NFC East. Yeah, yeah, I know that's that's nice. Not only did Giants fans get to see those two teams between the Cowboys and Eagles, it was lose, a good weekend. But, you know, it was a good Eagles weekend. lose a very good key piece of their team, but. I do wonder if the Eagles won the Super Bowl last year. Does he even play this year? Probably not, right? Probably not, Reagan. That's that's a good question. You know, Crazy now hypothetical. I think we could spend a whole podcast debating that. We one. could now, and the, you know, now his podcast is blowing up with Trav. So yeah. he's got a lot Maybe of go stuff back to, to do off the field. Perhaps he will work for a network. Yeah, pregame. Hope, I mean, in the booth. It, that does hurt us. So I kind of wish he wasn't retiring. It does hurt us. <laughs> it does. Yeah. That's a competitor he on his podcast. So, <laughs> New Heights you know, show does kind of hurt our podcast a yeah. lot because obviously you know what i'm not going to talk about it we're not going to even name the podcast we're not we don't promote other podcasts on yeah, here we don't we don't it'll be interesting to see if any other old eagles brandon graham fletcher cox decide to call it quits yeah you never know mike tomlin tells the steelers he plans on coaching the team in 2024 this is after he walked out of the press conference when a reporter asked him that is you know she said you know your contract's up after 2024 and he walked right out so people were speculating there's been rumors yeah. that he might take a year off maybe i think he go probably walked else. out in fairness because you know they just lost and and he doesn't want to talk about it that's what that was it. yes I, I, he's not thinking about next year he's only thinking about right now in the moment and then in that moment they lost a playoff game. <laughs> yes, yeah, so. not a good time to ask. And that's Mike why he's a player's coach. I'm sure the players love that, seeing that. So. Yeah, so it looks like Mike T will be back for at least another year in Pittsburgh. Christian McCaffrey was a full participant in practice. Huge for the Niners, considering that yeah. calf injury. You know, if he's limited. Wait, you think that's huge? Do, do you mind? <laughs> that's a hot not take. A hot ta- not a hot that's take. That's spicy. But, but the fact the- that he's a full participant and not limited shows that that time off that he got with the bye week and setting week 18 really yeah. helped heal that calf up. Yeah, about three weeks of rest helps. Yeah, I don't know. Calves just sketch me out considering the the Achilles is right there as well. Yeah, so I mean, obviously it's a concern, but definitely resting for that extended Niners amount of... fully healthy right now. Hopefully they don't lose their quarterback this year. Yeah, well... The Saints fired their offensive coordinator, Pete Carmichael, after 15 seasons. That He was the longest-tenured OC in the league by 10 years. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. I thought his high-powered offense, you know. I don't think anyone <laughs> figured out the red zone better than he did. I, I loved seeing the Taysom Hill on first the first red zone play every time, and then a couple Camaro stuffs, and, hey, we got Blake Groupie, Groupie who comes out and misses a kick. Yeah, the offense. writing was on the wall there. I will say they did turn it on at the end of the year, but I don't know. That also said, I wouldn't be shocked if Dennis Allen's also fired, but I think at this point, since he hasn't been, I think he's safe for now. Yeah, because he's the one that fired Carmichael, so I'd imagine he's safe going into next season. Yeah. However, if the Saints don't make the playoffs again, Dennis Allen certainly will be in the hot seat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, because then you're going to get a new guy, and then Carl will be out as well, and they'll go get a new GM, new coach, and get their rookie quarterback. Yeah. Shador, same colors. You never know. Never know. We will see. 2025. Be ready. That's a hot take, Reagan. Dolphins hot, GM but, yeah. Chris Greer states the goal is to have Tua in Miami long term. This was expected, Reagan. However, if you were the GM of the Dolphins, would you trust Tua enough to give him a fat long term extension? Oh yeah, one hundred percent, dude. The quarterback position is so hard to find. Tua is definitely legit. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like you would have liked to have seen more from him, but the defense was had so many injuries. You know, it's not like this. There were other reasons. It's not all to blame on Tua. So I would definitely extend him. He's shown a lot. And, I mean, at the end of the day, like, what are their other options right now? You know, they're, they're a win-now team. They don't have time to wait for a rookie quarterback to develop, and there's no quarterback on the market that's going to be better than Tua. So, yeah, I'm giving them the contract 100%. Yeah, I agree. you got to give them the deal. 
Tua just falls in that basket for me that you could win with him, not like because of him. Yeah. You know, because we saw that when Tyreek was hurt, often struggled entirely, and that's even with Mostert in that high-powered run yeah. game. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do think Tua's good, though. I, I don't know. I, I would give him the contract. I don't think he's going to – I'm not even – I don't think he's going to ask for this, but I don't think he's going to get in that top five. Maybe he will just because no, the market will continue to drive it. up. Yeah, he'll definitely ask but for it. But he, he won't be paid more than Mahomes, I don't think. Uh, more than Lam- Do you think he'll get paid more than Lamar? I doubt it. It's hard to say. Dolphins would be like, do you have an MVP under your belt? No. It's hard to say. I think he'll ask for it because you gotta got to start high, but we'll see. Definitely be interesting. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if he gets it. Bill Belichick had his first interview this cycle with the Atlanta Falcons. Reagan, is this a good fit for Bill? Do you think it's all smoke? Do you think he's genuinely uh, interested in Atlanta? I think he's probably interested in every situation. I think he's going to take as many, like all the interviews and see where he gets the biggest and best, most control. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, if the Falcons want to give him the keys and let him be a GM too, he might take it. If another team's like, yeah, you're only our coach, we're giving you a small-term deal. But if the Falcons are like, hey... We'll give you a big contract, a lot of money. You could be our GM, too. Like, we're giving you the keys, then, yeah, we'll take it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I absolutely know what you mean. Each situation has its pros and cons, right? Bill was just the GM and the head coach. That's a good point you brought up. Because I know Arthur Blank will definitely be like, all right, Bill, you can control personnel and you yeah. can coach. Like, take the keys because he wants to win now. But we just saw Bill without a legit quarterback – for a couple years in New England, and how did that pan out? Yeah, but the, the defense will be good. Better weapons, and the defense is already good. I think I think they'll. They need it out. a quarterback. Yeah, they need a quarterback, which they can get. I mean, they're pick in a number good eight. Position. They yeah, or you never know, like Justin Fields potentially. Fields, I mean, they could go Jameis. I mean, <laughs> there are a couple options. You think out Bill there. Belichick, who preaches ball security well, mean, and playing defense, mean, wants Jameis? I just meant more so like the Falcons could go Jameis, even if it's not Bill Belichick there. Like this, this team obviously needs a quarterback, regardless of who they go out to get the coach. The quarterback is an issue. Yes. Now, a lot of people are speculating Belichick could go to Dallas if they fire McCarthy. Yeah. The fact that you brought up that GM situation. Yeah. Because Jerry Jones seems to hold that near and dear to his heart. Mm hmm. Will he be willing to relinquish some of that power to Belichick? It would be Belichick would be the one guy. The only guy I could see it happening with, but also it's Jerry Jones. Does Bill Belichick want to work with Jerry? Also, Bill Belichick is at the stage of his career where he probably only has a good three years in him, I'd say. He's getting up there in age. Yeah. So does a team like Atlanta appeal to him? There's a lot of hypotheticals. Well, hey, I mean, we probably won't find out until after the Super Bowl, I would imagine. I'd be shocked if we figure out soon, but it's definitely interesting. Well, um... I mean, where do you? I mean, honestly, I could see him taking any of the positions at the end of the day because it's whoever gives him the most power. I will say though, as a dynasty owner, people probably don't want him going there because I feel like it's a lateral move for those guys. Like, do you really expect Bijan and London and I mean, maybe more so Bijan, but like London and Pitts, like probably not good for them if it's if they're drafting a quarterback. Like, you can't expect it to be a high-powered offense. It's going to be more of a like game management type run first offense like we just saw. Yeah, I think if Bill goes there, it bodes well for Bijan because he will, Bijan, he will yeah. feed Bijan. But also, um, like we've seen Bill use multiple aspects. Yeah. Most of the offenses Bill's had with the Patriots had multiple running backs featured. And multiple tight ends. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So it's it's definitely interesting. I don't know if it's necessarily an upgrade for any of those guys if Belichick goes there versus a more offensive, you know, put up point like if a Kellen Moore type went there obviously he's not good I don't think he's going to be considered for a head coaching job but you know what I mean do you think if Belichick was the head coach of Atlanta this year they would have beat the Bucks 
for the division? Or do you think they still would have finished where they did? Hard to say. No, I, I don't think it would have been much different because I think at the end of the day, the offense still would have been pretty stagnant. Like yeah. The defense may have been better, but I don't know. I the mean, offense was their problem. They definitely would have been more in the conversation. All right, that wraps up the news, folks. Joe, what do we got for questions? All right, let's start us off with Jared Crampton. What up, Crampy? Barry. Barry Bear Bear. <laughs> I saw a well-respected football-minded tweet. Jalen Hurts is only good when he is getting his back blown out. I just want to hear y'all's thoughts on this. Um, oh, okay, I was going to say, where's the question, Jared? You talking about a tush push? Um, <laughs> what are we talking here? <laughs> well, I know this uh, very respected guy is, uh, I'd say he's probably one of the top Twitter guys I follow. Um, I think the guy's name is Run the Damn Football is his handle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he I mean, knows Jared. Yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, after watching the game last night, like, Hurts could have played better, but that defense of Philly is just garbage. I mean, Baker Mayfield was just lighting him up. Yeah, Bake! Yeah, Bake! that, the amount of missed tackles. I mean, that David Moore touchdown, like, what, what are they doing? And then there Bradbury was like, looked terrible. On the first, on the first, tackle anybody. On the first drive, White gets a catch, and he's Bradbury just gets goes up high to tackle him, gets stood up, and then Maddox comes in, way over commits, and then White picks up the first down. It's just like, what are you doing? Like, it's yeah. almost like Philly forgot how to tackle, so... This team has a lot of issues. I still have confidence in Jalen Hurts. I mean, I think it's a lot of recency bias. Like last year, I was super high on him. And now after this year, am I going to be out on him? No, I'm not out on him at all. But, you know, it's one of those things where everyone's out on Trevor Lawrence now. But last year, at this time, he's coming off of a big comeback win against the Chargers. So I think it's one of those yearly things where some guys will have better years. Like, think about it. We were all out on Lamar last year. And then this year he's the MVP, and we're I like, wouldn't say all of us. Well, were you were you still saying he's like top three, top five? He predicted him would, the MVP. For no, me, he was, like he was in that. Year, you said coming that, this year, he was in that five to seven range. He was in that five to seven range, yes. and you kind of and you even said with the MVP, like this is a hot take. Like you knew coming in, you weren't. You he weren't was like seventh in odds. That's what I'm saying, though. Like you weren't like coming in and being like, I still think this guy is a top quarterback. You like the odds, you like the situation, and you saw something where it was good value and could happen. Yes. But that's what I mean. Everyone was kind of out on Lamar, and now we're all back in on him. So it's it's one of those things that every year it seems to change, and the narrative shifts. Yeah. I mean, the book's out on Jalen Hurts on how to beat him. You blitz him. Yeah, look at last last yeah. night. What happened? Or two nights ago, sorry. They blitzed. The, I mean, yeah, it was last night. They blitzed the yeah, fuck out of him. Yeah. Now, schematically, it didn't make sense how they couldn't pick up on that. That Tampa had free not runners all. all night. How do you not pick up on that? It's a, it's an experienced offensive line. Why do you have? Why do you not have a back in to help protect Jalen Hurts? None of it made sense. Or scheming up something different. You know, where was the run game? Swift had four carries for 19 yards. Yeah, I don't know. Where the hell, why did they just it, give up? It, and I think ran the ball only once too. Yeah. you could tell he's hurt. Though. Like. Well, like, what, what, Swift gets two carries on the first drive, looks great, and then how does he get two carries the rest of the game? It, it doesn't make he's sense. He's a free agent, too, and if that's how they're using him, he's, he's going to leave also. So. Oh, he's 100% going to leave. But it's like, in the beginning of the year, like, I don't know if you guys remember against Minnesota, Swift went for, like, 180 or some shit, and they were running the ball down their throat. Like, that, it, you know, he, they, he killed um, Tampa Bay, too, that game in Tampa Bay early on in the season. Yeah. He ran for, like, almost 200 yards that game. So, like, so my whole thing is they just have given up on the run, and they're, like, almost trying to force Jalen Hurts in the B this like crazy pocket passer where it's like he's a lot better when you open up the run in the play action and the RPOs. And the RPOs has been suffering a lot, but I feel like that's also half because they just give up on the run so early. Yeah, I'm not going to give up on Jalen Hurts either. The dude's a grinder. He's going to watch tape. He's going to realize that 
teams are starting to prep for him, and they know how to get to him, and that's by yeah. blitzing him and with man coverage. So he's going to clean it up. He's going to be fine. Also, we could tell all season he didn't look healthy, no. particularly with the knee, right? He kind of pushed it under the rug, but I wouldn't be surprised if they come out in the next couple of weeks and say he got surgery to clean something up because yeah. the run game wasn't there like it was last year. So I'd expect that he's going to be healthier next season. Eagles will be fine. They'll rebound. Even without Kelsey, they still have a great offensive line, two wide receiver ones. They're going to be all right. And, I mean, that's a big part of his game at the end of the day. I mean, you take – like a lot of these top tier quarterbacks, you take away their mobility. I mean, they're not going to be nearly as successful. Imagine if you had Lamar. Just as if Lamar had that this year, or Josh Allen, or no, Mahomes, absolutely, man. Guys absolutely. who rely on scrambling and making those off scheduled plays. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. But I do think there's big changes, not only with his health coming, but potentially at the head coach, maybe. But yeah, at head least coach, probably the DC for sure. DC maybe, and OC, maybe the and OC might not be there. A completely different playbook going into next season. Will that tush push work without Jason Kelsey? To be determined. All right, I'd Joe. say so still because I think uh, I think he's still going to be able to uh, squat like six hundred, whatever pounds. the hell he squats. And I'll be yeah. healthy. List your top five dynasty quarterbacks right now. I feel like top five dynasty quarterbacks. I feel like Stroud's got to be one, just purely off the age. I mean, oh, you can't go Stroud one, man. Josh Allen's one. Josh, yeah, you know Josh Allen still has ten more years left, dude. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like he's Aaron Rodgers. I know, but when, at what point does the mobility go away? You know what I mean, like, dude. He's six foot five. Josh Allen is going to be that. mobile for a while. But we saw Stroud that with can't Big, be one. But my whole thing is we saw that with Big Ben for a while, and then when his mobility went away, it was just strictly as a pocket passer. You really would go Josh Allen one in Dynasty. I mean, it's just like Stroud's so much younger. Look at so look at look at like a mobile quarterback though. Yeah, but but look at Josh. So but look at Josh Allen's history. QB 1, 2, 1, 1, 8 in the past five years. No, no, I'm not discrediting how good he is. Like, he's, he's still 27. Top five. He's 27. Yeah, but what's Stroud? 21, 22? 22. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, you're probably right. I'm probably maybe being a little, putting a little too much. One, it's age. one year. It's one year. Don't yeah. get me wrong. CJ Stroud's definitely up there given his age. But, I mean, but you could say the Hertz, rushing up Hurts too because for Allen. Hurts was the number one quarterback last year. You could go Hurts. Absolutely. Hurts should be in the top and five. You could go Lamar. Lamar too. should be in the top five. Mahomes got to be in the top five. Mahomes. Mahomes is in the top five, bro. Come on. I'm so pissed Stop. Well, dude, this last Mahomes year. Mahomes is in the top five. Look what he did this year, bro. Like, look Come what he did this year. Yeah, but his team also led, led the league in drops. He didn't have weapons this year. You give him Still, some bro. Like, Mahomes, since 2018, 1, 7, 4, 4, 1, 8. Yeah, but this year he pissed me off so much. I understand he pissed you off, weapons, but, like, I'm being so biased. I don't know. Okay, so. Allen, Hurts, Mahomes, Lamar. Who's your fifth? Who's your fifth? I mean. I'm putting Stroud in because I think there's more. Herbert. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like Stroud. There's so many guys you could say. That's what I'm saying. It's not like Mahomes is a lock to be in there, is he? Yes. Mahomes is top five, bro. You can't so who, just so kick out Mahomes for one bad year for his standard still QB8 in which they led the league in drops. They have terrible wide receivers. It's well, Patrick what? Mahomes, But my dude. whole thing is like... You're not putting CJ Stroud over Mahomes get... after one season. Well, it's Dynasty. I'm not saying redraft. And also... What's to say? Like, when is it going to get better? Like, is uh, he's not going to magically get good weapons next year? What do you mean, bro? They could easily like, where get are the weapons coming in weapons next year? They're going to keep. They're going to keep investing that in the draft. Yeah, how's it been working? How's they it been working? Rashi Rice hit. Yeah, Rashi Rice. Still, like, how many more years does he have of Kelsey? And then it's just Rice. Justin like, Herbert, Joe Burrow, C.J. Stroud. 
Anthony Richardson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin you know, Fields are all in that conversation. There's a lot of guys. Given that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of guys. That's what I'm saying. It's not like for me, like you're saying it's like a locked and loaded, but like there's definitely a debate. Top five is tough. It's a lot tougher than you think. I think those four are definitely in, and then you got Herbert, Burrow, Stroud. That's kind of like for five for me right now. Okay. So I'm going to give the nod to oh, – shit, man. It's tough. I'm between Herbert and Burrow just because they've done it longer than Stroud, but Stroud's right there for me. Yeah. I'm just torn between the two. Pick your poison. Okay. Yeah, I mean, for me, Hurts and Allen, 100%. I would say Jackson because I, I favor the rushing upside more. I guess I still got. Well, Richardson's go. up there just because he was so good for yeah, a couple games, and he's twenty-one small, years old. Yes, yes, small sample size. The sample size, but the rushing bigger, is say, yes, legit. The rushing's there, but he the could be the number one rushing quarterback next year. Like he, yeah, he, 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 he could, could yeah. be. Yeah, no, he could. So, but it would be it would be crazy to say top five for him just because no, the no, sample no, size no, no, is no, way too small. You can't. And I don't know. It's definitely so freaking interesting. And it's like also then it comes in as like. How much do you really believe in Caleb Williams? Like, are you ready to already put him up in there? No, dude, that? you can't put you can't with the with the quality of quarterbacks right now. And given that the oldest one that we've mentioned so far is twenty eight years old, they all in still the have homes, a yeah. long time to go. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely that's a good question, Jared, because it's a lot. But once we started diving into it, it's a lot more than you think. Yeah, it really is a good is debate. It, yeah, when you take the age in consideration, like who is a sneaky Super Bowl MVP pick at this moment? Well, you have Super to look Bowl at MVP. You would probably have to look at teams that would be sneaky to win it, because like you can't, yeah, because anyone like, the Niners, like you're like, all right, it's probably gonna be McCaffrey if they McCaffrey win it, McCaffrey or Purdy. Or Purdy. They're not sneaky. They're not sneaky. Unless like Kittle or Debo or Ayuk take over. I, I mean, Ayuk would be Love. sneaky. Jordan Love. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, I could say like oh. if the Ravens were to win it, Roquan Smith, if he had a phenomenal game. A defensive player to but win Aaron Super Bowl Donald MVP. Had that phenomenal game, and it just seems like they always go offensive base. I know, I know, which is why a defensive um, guy would be sneaky. Because I think the last time was uh, he was the last one to well, do Von it. Von Miller was the hell last one. I think Von Miller do ain't doing shit this year. Was I'm blanking out on his name? He was on Seattle. It wasn't KJ Wright. It was one of their linebackers, and he ended up going to the Raiders that right one. after. Who? Oh no, no, no! It wasn't Wagner. No, it was uh, it was Malcolm Smith. I want to say yes, Malcolm yes. Smith. Back in yeah, 2014 or whatever. Whatever the last time they won was. won earlier than that. Did, he did win an MVP? Miller won it. No, yeah, Miller, yeah. He did. Miller okay. got it for Super Bowl 50, right? Yeah, yeah, so Miller won it. Smith won it. So we haven't seen a ton as of that recent. That Seahawks Super Bowl was like much earlier, though. Yeah, so but that's what I'm saying. We haven't seen a ton of defensive MVPs over the past couple of years. But, um, yeah, I agree. Roquan's pretty sneaky. I mean, at this point, do we really think the Texans, Packers... Lions, I mean, like... Nick Bosa? Yeah, Bosa would be sneaky. I mean, it's just tough, because you, you figured if Chase the Niners win it, it's going to be an offensive see guy. anybody outside of Josh Allen. If the, the Bills, Bills yeah, honest. I was going to say, if the Bills like, win it, If Matt Josh Milano Allen. was playing, I would say Matt Milano would be sneaky, but he's not healthy. Von so. Miller again. Yeah. <laughs> now, Von Miller's been bad this year, dude. That's a, <laughs> fuck, that's a, yeah. That is a good one, Jared. That's a tough um, one, because you got to consider teams. Like, we don't see the Packers getting there. I mean, I don't see the Lions getting there. I mean, you could say Chris Jones on Kansas City if he just completely takes over if the Chiefs make it on yeah. the defensive side. Of it. Yeah. And it's like an ugly game where the offense doesn't do a ton and it's just all defense. I can't really see, like, the Bucks, Packers, or... I really can't see Bucks, Packers, Lions, Houston, or Houston making it. Yeah, it's tough. To be honest, it's That's tough a good to question. say. Like, but obviously, like, Love, Stroud, like, Mayfield, yeah. their odds are juicy, so... <laughs> I mean, I'd Baker, say, Super Bowl MVP! I would say, like, oh, I'd be if you really think those teams stoked. can win it, like, 
get a little better odds by taking one of those to win the MVP. You could probably add another plus a thousand to your Yeah, bet. honestly, instead of just taking like a t- like one of those teams that are crazy, you might as well just take their quarterback because if they're yeah. gonna get there, it's probably gonna be because of them. Mm-hmm. All right, next we got Austin. Austin. Hosty Bear in the house in the flesh. Which team had the best performance during Wild Card Weekend? I mean, I think it's got to be the Packers, right? Like, yeah, well, that's the question. Packers or Texans? Packers. Or Tampa I Bay? Say, no, you know? I'd say the like, Packers because they were on the road when they did it. These other two teams did it at home. And the spread's yeah. like, they were like slight underdogs where the Packers came in as like seven and a half point underdogs into Dallas who... Didn't lose a single game at home, so yeah, I'd say the Packers is an yeah, easy choice there. At home, I, I, yeah, I mean, I'd go Packers as well. But considering... you can say you can give the Texans and Bucks credit, but at the end of the day, like the Packers were the seven seed going against the two, not the four at home hosting the five. Yeah, and the fact the Cowboys won sixteen in a row at home before that, and they didn't just yeah. beat them; they kicked their ass. Yeah, and Jordan Love Packers. showed the whole world that okay, this past two months of the season was not a fluke. Like he's legit, man. And I would say on paper, the Packers are probably the worst roster on paper out of the three. Definitely the most inexperienced, youngest yeah. team in the league. What do you guys think about Jason Kelsey retiring? Is he the greatest of all time at his position? Say yeah. I mean, certainly up there. I mean, six 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 time first team All Pro, um, first ballot Hall of Famer, like we said before. I mean, it sucks to see him go, but I'm sure Colin, as a Giants fan, is pumped. Let's go! It's like enjoy give retirement, him, Jason. Give him his flowers and help him to the door. Also, was an integral part of that Super Bowl winning team for Philly, the only one in franchise history. Yeah, gotta take that in consideration as well. Will mm-hmm. Jim Harbaugh be a Charger next year? Yeah, Harbaugh had his interview with the Chargers, I believe, or it's scheduled for today, maybe today. I believe too. Uh, was, yeah, I believe it's today. But Harbaugh, similar to Belichick, he's almost interviewing the team as much as they're interviewing him because reports came out today that Harbaugh got offered an extension by Michigan that pays him $11.5 million a year, and they cannot fire him for anything that comes out about these investigations, which is a weird clause that he wanted in there. So he wants that security. Oh. I mean, that could mean there's more going on, or it could just be the society we live in now where the media is going to skew it and push whatever whatever narrative they want. And I think he sees at this point that the media is clearly against this guy. I've, I mean, the facts haven't fully come out, and I don't know if we will actually ever know all the facts because it seems like when any of these big stories breaks, you're never getting the full truth. Yeah. So I, I don't necessarily blame him because you know they're going to skew it whichever they, way they want, and it seems like at this point, like, the media does not like him and wants him gone. It seems like Harbaugh wants to win a Super Bowl. All this talk of going to the NFL after every season, Chargers would be a great fit for him, considering Justin Herbert's already in place. Well, I think, yeah, he lo- and also his, his brother has one, and who did his brother get one against? Jim. <laughs> yeah, so definitely. But, I mean, hey, at least he could say he's got the national championship done. But he could go, and he also is in a window where, like, he could win a couple championships in a he row. He could, you know what I mean, like, he could go on a run and go down as one of the best College coaches too, so a lot, bit definitely a big decision. Also, JJ McCarthy going to the draft. Does he have faith in the next quarterback to step in and yeah. lead him to another title? Yeah, he could be like, all right, my quarterback's gone. Let me go to the league. Even if he doesn't take the Chargers' job, if he goes somewhere else, could he target McCarthy for a team that necessarily yeah. doesn't have a quarterback? And NCAA football, we didn't even talk about that before. How about that being announced? Yeah, it was July twelfth. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, calendars. Yeah, can't wait for some mascot matchup. Best game mode out there. All right, next we got Mike. What up, Mike? Mike. Which Mike? Just Mike. There's no email? Uh, Sidewalk? 
Seawack. That's my boy Seawack. What's up, Wack? <laughs> Whack a mole. What's up? <laughs> okay, if the Eagles fire Sirianni, who is the best replacement that will keep them in the playoff contention? Shit. Okay, know. so a lot of people are going to say Belichick. How about Mike Vrabel, man? Mike Vrabel has... Yeah, I can see that. I think he'd fit in well with Philly culture, considering that his teams are always tough, and they play everyone close, and they yeah. they hit. You know what I mean? They're very physical. They do. It that, does seem like he would always have his team fired up when they're the underdogs. Like, it seemed like whenever they were underdogs in big games, they usually won. Yes, absolutely. Now, him with Philly culture, I think, would mesh really well, considering what they have in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Bring Derrick Henry with them, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bring Derrick Henry to Philly with Mike Vrabel. That is the best fit. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I still think they keep Sirianni, but I do like that one as well. Another name to throw out. I mean, I, I, can't, I really just can't see Belichick. I, I, I'd be shocked. I feel like he doesn't fit the culture where, like... <laughs> I, I feel like Philly almost doesn't deserve him because they'd turn on him too quickly if things didn't go right. What about Harbaugh? Like, I don't know. There hasn't been any talks of Harbaugh. I think, well, I think a big reason is because the Phillies, only, yeah, the Philly only just lost. recently has been talks of Sirianni being gone. I mean, a couple weeks ago they were like, oh, they'll figure it out, they'll figure it out, they'll figure it out. They didn't figure it out. Now all these talks are coming up. I still don't think they fire Sirianni. I think it would be a foolish move because at the end of the day, if you told me, hey, your team's going to go to the Super Bowl, or what? What has he been there? Three years now. Yeah, they made he's the playoffs have, all three years. You, we're gonna bring in a coach. He's gonna get you into the playoffs three years in a row. You're gonna lose him in the Super Bowl one of those years, and then the next year it's gonna fall apart. But I, I just don't know how you fire the guy when he's gotten you that far. Like, it, it's it's happened before. John you know Elway fired John Fox after they reached the Super Bowl and got blown out. Yeah. So it, it by just, Seattle. It just and also like it's the same ownership group that let Andy Reid stick around for a long time. How many Super Bowls did Andy Reid get? Zero. You know what I mean? So he was around for a while, and he got no Super Bowls. And also, Doug Peterson got a Super Bowl and was fired pretty shortly after, too. So we've seen both ends of the spectrum here. So. Yes. The only way that you fire Sirianni is if ownership inside the building can see that he's lost the team and he lost the locker room, which the way they fell apart towards the end of the season, losing six of the last seven, with the talent on their roster screams, he lost the locker room. And yeah. if you don't think that he can get it back heading into next year, and next year's going to be more of what you saw the back half of this season, then you make the move. But based purely on what he's done, like their record with him, the fact they got to the Super Bowl three playoff appearances, it'd be odd to fire him. Yeah. It's I, only something we – like we don't know that. We're not in the building. Yeah, we don't, yeah, exactly. We don't know what the locker room is, and we do know that the media likes to skew it any way they want. And I, w- I will say I, I do think that they can fix things because – they still do have a very talented roster, so I, feel, oh, I fully sure. expect this team to be in the playoffs next year, regardless of who the coach is. Is Nico Collins the wide receiver one in Houston? Um, I mean, him and Tank yeah. Dell were just trading weeks back-to-back, like <laughs> both popping off. There were even games when they both popped off. And there were games where they both popped off without the other one there. So it, I would say Eileen Nico. I'd say it's 1A, 1B, man. Like, with and, C.J. Stroud, they're both going to be really good next year. But And I more so lean Nico just because he's more of a stereo, like, fits the mold more of body type and size of a wide receiver one because Tank Dell's a much smaller guy. Yeah, so Tank Dell plays in the slot. I will I will say, like, a lot. Of, it's hard for me to consider a slot receiver as your, your go-to wide receiver one. Like, I mean, Keenan Allen's, like, one of the few that, like, you can point out that, that is a wide receiver one that predominantly plays in the slot. So, because a lot of teams do have good slot guys, but they also have another guy like, like a Puka and Cooper Cup, like you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. Like, so I, I I lean Nico, but like you said, it is more of a one A one B situation. But also, 
what will Tank Dell be like next year? You know what I mean? Coming back from injury. And I still wouldn't rule them out, rule out, rule them out of getting another big wide receiver there. Like they yeah, have the I mean, cap space. They have cap space. And they have the draft capital. So. And that's what you can do when you have a franchise quarterback that's an absolute stud on a rookie deal. The yeah. best thing in all of sports. That right there. All right, next up we got Walmart. What up, Walmart? What's good? What playoff coaches and quarterbacks from this year should be worried? Who are the top three coordinator candidates this year for a head coaching job? Um, I mean, I would say Ben Johnson's obviously one to look out for as a coordinator. I mean, Detroit has the best offense. Clearly the reason this team's had so much success is because of their offense, not their defense, even though their defense is – Starting to step it up, he he's a guy for me. Um, obviously, guys that are, have to be worried are Sirianni, uh, McCarthy. Um, I'd say those are probably the only two at the quarterback position. I really don't think, like in the playoffs, like I don't think any of those quarterbacks really need to worry about losing their job. I mean, you would think the Bucks would do the right thing and give Baker Mayfield a contract. Oh, he's getting his contract, man. I feel like they you, love you him. Would, yeah, you would. Think. They love him, and, I, and I would say at this point, if they don't do the right thing. He's still getting a contract with someone, and that like I would not be shocked. So, um, yeah, I think they're definitely gonna re-sign Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Um, now coordinators that could potentially get jobs. I forget the name of the OC for Houston. You do. I was thinking that one too. What's his name? Wait, the, you don't know the Texans. The OC. Texans OC. Oh, 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 oh. Just the fact, like, what they've oh, done Bob, offensively you, what, Bob, and how he's worked. Bobby Slowick, you're talking about? Yes, and how he's worked oh, yeah. with C.J. Stroud. Sorry, I, I know it was, just, it was his first year as an O.C., yeah, correct? Yeah, But how he's worked with C.J. Stroud. Like, if they win another game, right, if they go into Baltimore and beat Baltimore and Stroud goes off, like what he did yeah. with a rookie quarterback, how does he not get consideration? Well, Walmart, I mean, I think your Washington commander should do the right thing and finally bring back one of these – that the graphic we always love to see because Slowick was another one of those coaches on the <laughs> staff at the time. So. Just an absurd coaching tree that came. From I think it's time Washington. for Washington to make things right and get one of those coordinators back that they let go. Or I don't. He wasn't even a coordinator. He was like a, position coach. Yeah, man. no, I don't even. Not think even he a was position that. coach. He was, he like was just really a, like yeah. he was like because re- he's a young guy. He was like really low on the totem pole. So that was like one of the first spots he started because I don't even think he's forty years old yet. Bobby Slowick. He's a young guy. Um, other guys to consider. I mean, I know the Jets DC, Jeff Ulbrich is a guy to consider for some jobs. I mean, PFF rated our defense as number one in the league, so he's definitely a guy to be getting looked at. Regardless of the Cowboys getting exposed, I still think Dan Quinn's a guy to look at. Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris. DC for the Niners. And it's funny because, um, they were saying Atlanta might look at him and it's just like, well, you did have him as your intern head coach just a couple years ago, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if I were him, I'd be like, fuck you. But, fuck you. I'm not going to Atlanta. Yeah, fuck I you. Mean, fuck, I mean, honestly. And then I believe, um, why am I blank? Not Vance Joseph. Um, oh, Bruce. No. Um, Mike Flores? No, no. Um, he was the Cardinals head coach for one year with Rose and then got fired. Um, Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes, yes. He When he became the intern head coach of the Panthers... He was another guy that got fired, didn't get re-signed, and then now they're interviewing him as well for their position. So it's kind of funny that these guys are going back, and it's like, I wonder if Fasaccio that'll happen with, maybe he'll get an interview with the Raiders. And if they don't sign Antonio Pierce, which I think at this point they're probably not going to, if they haven't already. No, I think, I think no, Antonio Pierce is definitely still the front runner because you, you would hope. if Max Crosby's coming out and saying, I'm going to request a trade if you don't hire him, yeah, that's a pretty 
strong vote of confidence for yeah. Antonio Pierce. Next, we got Lino. What up, Lino? Yo. Who's to blame for the Cowboys' blunder in the first round? Is it the DC with his terrible game plan? Is it Fat Mike and his lack of creativity? Or is it Dak and his tunnel vision when the lights get too bright? I would Lino is a Cowboys say, fan. <laughs> I would say Dak is the biggest one to blame because, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you look at the scoreboard and you see 48 points. That's not all in the defense's head. It doesn't help when Dak throws a pick six and also throws another pick that gets him already in the red zone. So I'd say Dak is a big thing because if you just look at the stats, you would have thought, damn, Dak had a hell of a game. He did not. It was all garbage time. So I would say for me, Dak's the biggest one to blame. I, I really don't think the defense played a terrible job. It's just hard when you're constantly on the field because your offense is just making bad decisions. You're in rough spots. So I think that game was lost from Dak, and I think the defense not being able to adjust, you can point a little bit to them. But I think if Dak plays a little bit better early on, this game goes a completely different way. So Dak for me, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue with your Dak points. Uh, I will say Mike McCarthy now, I mean, you can go 12-5 and five three years in a row. It's not good enough for Jerry Jones yeah. when you just put up blunders in the postseason over and over again the game plan was clearly flawed particularly on the defensive side of the ball as well yeah so dan quinn definitely deserves blame they all deserve blame let's be honest but at the end of the day they looked like they didn't want to be there when they got punched in the mouth it looked like that was it they had no fight in them and and that falls on the head coach yeah he didn't have them prepared so i think mccarthy deserves a blunt of the blame who do you predict to be the steal of the draft for Dynasty Leagues next season? Oh, he wants me to spew out my guys I'm keeping in my back pocket so he can take them right in front of me. Oh, who will be a steal? I mean, it's so hard to say right now because we don't know where everyone's going. So, like, for me, I, I always like to look at wide receivers and running backs who are in situations that can potentially take over. That's why I, I got Puka in my Dynasty League right after the draft. Um... I have a running but, back in mind, but I really want him, and I don't want you to take him, so I don't want to say it. Well, you know what? You got to say it because it's uh, at the end of the day, it would be good for the fans. All right, Will Shipley from Clemson. He's probably the best receiving back in the draft. He was a five-star recruit, so he's got the pedigree. Uh, that Clemson offense, after Trevor Lawrence left with Ugalele and then whoever the hell they had after him, never really clicked. However... Shipley has the receiving upside that can be valuable in PPR if he gets in the right situation. So I like Will Shipley out of Clemson. I honestly, and I, I don't really have a sleeper right now until we, we really see where everyone goes. Yeah, because... Uh, Situation's that, so key to these dynasty drafts, to be honest. Yeah. And, like, where they're going. Because we saw guys get, like, pushed up the boards big time. Like, A-Chain was a guy that got pushed up so much because we didn't know, like, what the Miami backfield situation was going to be like. We're like, there's a guy that could take over day one. He didn't because he had some injury issues, but... And obviously, I don't think we expected Mostert to be that good. So, it's tough to say right now. But definitely a question we want to revisit after the NFL draft. And finally from him, score prediction for Stroud versus Lamar. <sighs> it's, it's a big spread. I think it's like nine. Yeah, and that's, the, the and that's tough. Because I think the Ravens roll here, to I be honest. I think the Ravens win for sure. It's just a, it's a different beast. <laughs> that yeah. Baltimore offense, I mean that Baltimore defense on the road. As opposed to playing Cleveland at home. Yeah, no, I think the Ravens destroy him here. I think it's thirty to ten, Ravens. Uh, I really want Houston. I really want to pick Houston to cover, but okay, I, can't, I, don't I can't know. See the it Ravens happening. are just like they're too good. They blew out like really good teams, mm-hmm. teams that are still in the dance. The Niners and the Lions in particular. Yeah. Ah man, it's tough. Uh, I still don't know if I'm gonna have the Texans cover, but 
I'll go with 27 to 13 right now. Baltimore. So you do not have them covering currently. as of right now, but I might change tomorrow when we when we do the pod, the All prediction right. pod. All right. And last we got Matthew McCauley. Matt, what's up, big dog? Damn, my Yo, boys came in rolling they today. They did. They did. Who's in more trouble, Cowboys or Eagles this offseason? <laughs> oh, great question, Matt. Oh. I love hearing them boys are in trouble. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm. I have a big Cowboys spiel that I'm going on in a couple minutes, that just details how much in trouble they are. They're in trouble for different reasons. Dallas is in trouble financially with looming contract extensions. Yeah. And they're already over the cap. While I say the Eagles are more in trouble given the age of their roster. We just saw Kelsey retired, and we mentioned earlier a couple other of their centerpieces mm-hmm. might also retire. But I feel like the Eagles have more depth, particularly in the line of scrimmage. So, and I also feel like the Eagles have had a history of drafting good linemen, where I've the confidence that they'll they'll fill out the whole fill in those holes. I don't know, man. But, but Dallas took Tyler Smith, and a lot of people bashed him for that a couple of years ago, and he he was an All Pro this year. I know, for me, I I'm I'm more worried about Philly, though. I will say that just because their defense are, huh? is so bad. Yeah, the Eagles' like, defense is definitely worse than Dallas, and on paper they shouldn't be that bad. And to me, like after watching that Dallas game, I I almost feel like that was more of a fluke to me. Like I still have full confidence in their offense and defense, where in the Philly sense, like. I have no confidence in this defense right now. Like, I, I definitely am, would be more worried about the Eagles. That's than a good point because you take in consideration Bradbury, who was awful yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's I mean, up, the whole defense he's, is terrible. He's up there in age. Was Slay's there up there in age. defense that actually you watched and were like, damn, they no, did a game. No, 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 no. Eagles linebackers are some of the worst in the league. They have to uh-huh. revamp their entire secondary. Yep. But they've invested so much in the line of scrimmage that they're okay there on both mm-hmm. sides of the ball. So I do like your point that – they're going to have to overhaul that defense, man. And that's why I think and, they're in bigger trouble. And I think that they're losing some pieces on the offense. I just think Philly's in a lot more trouble right now. Is that it, Joe? He asked, is Baker really him? Yeah, that's our boy Baker. Matt also met Baker in Nashville. And Baker is one of Matt's dynasty quarterbacks that he got for a bargain. And now Baker's balling out. You know, Baker came into the league, and a lot of people were calling him cocky and this and that. Never worked out in Cleveland, but he's also had eight different head coaches in his six-year span in the league, which is the most all-time. It's very difficult to think of a quarterback yeah. that would succeed in that situation, uh, Reagan. I, I do think he. I wouldn't consider him him. <laughs> I, do, I don't want to. I don't want to knock Baker because he did have a good game, but I honestly will say that's more on that defense. Like watching that game last night, Baker really. He didn't do anything like special. It, oh, me, oh, I'm gonna push back. Let me finish. Let me can I finish? To me, it's not that he didn't do anything special. It's more so like he was just hit, doing what he had to do. Like he was hitting the open guys, making the plays. Like a lot of his receivers were just getting open, and they were making plays. Like he was. They dropped the ball several times. I know. Evans dropped two deep balls but and Otten dropped no. three. Can I finish? And there could have been even more that happened. But that's my point. Everyone was getting so damn open. So I will talk it up to more of the Eagles' defense being bad. But at the end of the day, Baker did what he needed to do. Like, he's doing what they brought him in to do, and he's by far exceeding expectations. Is he him? I don't know. We'll see. This is a big test next week. But I'm definitely very happy and impressed with what he did last night because he did exactly what he had to do. He got the job done. He gave it to his receivers. They made some plays. Like, they were breaking tackles. And (laughs) that might have to do because – a lot to do with the Eagles just needing to go back to tackling school because I guess fundamental tackling is not taught there in the old uh, – oh, what's his name again? Dude, I'm, I'm getting bad with names tonight. Who's their DC right now? The the Lions old coach, the, the Patriots. Patricia. Old, Patricia, yeah. He's blanking out on his name. <laughs> um, 
and I mean, damn, dude, Patricia, fucking, I, I don't know what he's teaching there, but I, 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 I can't imagine anyone's Patricia on their staff anymore. No. Baker threw for 337 yards and three touchdowns, no turnovers. Yeah, he had a great game. And considering that Evans dropped two deep balls and Otten dropped three more, he could have thrown for 400 yards. Yeah. But it's a very, very I mean, Eagles defense beginning. I'm not, beat not even knocking year. Baker. Yeah. Like, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. But to, to, for me, last night's game is more on the Eagles defense than it is on the Bucks offense. Like, I don't expect this to be an every week thing because I do. Watching this Eagles defense the past couple couple weeks, like, it might be the worst defense in the league. I mean, Carolina held Tampa Bay to nine points. That's in week what I'm 18. saying. Like, <laughs> and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I don't understand what could have possibly changed it but playing a better defense. Like, I, it, obviously, Baker stepped up big, and I don't want to knock him. Like, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. I just think bad defense is a big factor, and I think it's going to be a lot different this week against Detroit. But I do still like the matchup. I do. Yeah, you don't like that Detroit defense. No, I don't, but they're, they're definitely... So if he lights up Detroit's defense that you said is trash, are you going to say that? As He's a like, he did what he was supposed to do. <laughs> I, I will, like, at the end of the day... But Detroit's defense is better than Philly. Like, they have been playing better. I was knocking them a lot, but they've been stepping it up the past couple weeks. Like, against the Rams, like, they held them to 23, which is good for that defense. Like, from what we saw, like, during that span when they were allowing 30-plus every single game, like, Detroit has definitely stepped it up. They stepped it up against Dallas, too. So. Or Dunes or Keon Coleman? For Dynasty or Fantasy? Like, what? in what sense? Or he just uh, at? Just straight up. He's probably, he's definitely asking fantasy-wise for Dynasty. Oh, Dunes is regarded as a cleaner prospect. He's ranked higher by, I think, every draft pundit. Uh, he's a better all-around receiver where Keon has the physical traits where he's six foot four, more like he's very athletic, but O'Dunes is more polished in his route running and catch point and everything in that regard. So I would give the nod to O'Dunes. And I also think O'Dunes is gonna be a top ten pick where Keon might go in the middle of the first round. Then again, it also could depend on where they end up. Because if Keon oh. slides and Keon somehow ends up in like Kansas City, for instance, or something like that, then maybe he gets a bump. It's one hundred percent situation for me. I would when say it's that Dune's close, a better prospect. When it's that close, I, I don't even necessarily care who's the better prospect because at that point they're both clearly good prospects. That's why they're going. They both have first round grades, so it all comes down to the situation for me and where I view them. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to take the guy who has the better quarterback. And then if it does come to all right, both situations are great, then I would go Dunes. But I, I don't think it's going to be like, hey, he went to the Bills, he went to the Chiefs. I, I don't think it's going to end up like that. All right, and in the last, we got loser of punishment has to jump in the Hudson when Big Tong moves to Hoboken. <laughs> Can't wait to push Big Tong in the Hudson. Jump in the Hudson. Reagan's already swam across the Califon River. Why not swim across How the Hudson? How big is that right? jump? Oh, it's a jump. Yeah, like, and it's it's very long. It's much longer than the Califon, my friend. So when I beat you and you have no, another punishment. What do you mean? No, I'm saying like the jump. Like how, how far down is it? For the Hudson? Yeah. I don't know. Do you? I don't know. If You're asking like you knew the answer. To that oh question. no! How deep the Hudson is? Like? No, no. Like, is it like a 20 foot jump or or? Well, it's not like a, on the side of a cliff. Oh, I thought this was like the a river. cliff. Oh, I thought he was talking about like a like what? jump into like the well, Hudson say, River. Hudson no, no. I do you know the Hudson River? Uh, yeah, but I thought the way he said it has to jump in. So I thought there was like a spot where you could like jump off a cliff into it. Well, what? it might be more like. What, a, what do you mean? Well, why that's would he a say crazy thing to like assume. a cold, like a cold? Because he plunge. said jump. Could be like a cold plunge. He well, said yeah, jump into I the mean, river. He didn't say swim across like, the Hudson. He said I jump mean, in. Like, jump in a river, like when I hear jump, I think in. like jump off a cliff. I, 
But if he said is there swim, like stairs for him who jumps across? I'm not gonna jump across the Hudson. Reagan, if I jumped off a bridge, would you? What? what, what? <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm like, well, if he's jumping, I'm jumping, because otherwise I don't have anyone to do the podcast with. Um, all right. I mean, yeah, I'd swim across it. I just, when he said jump, I No, thought, you like, can't swim across the Hudson. <laughs> like, like, it's like, like a cold, it'd be like, like a cold plunge. Like, cold like plunge. Like, cold plunge. Okay. But all right. to be the punishment in the Hudson. Okay. I, I didn't, I don't know. Is that I don't legal? Know. Is that, I don't even I, know. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Yeah. That's the one that the Tappan Sea goes over now. The what? The Hudson River, right? Doesn't the Tappan Sea bridge go over it? That, that's the Hudson. You know, you're asking the wrong guys. You don't have us work with. So why are you guys giving me shit? Then you guys are giving me shit. Like I don't you know, know every bridge that can. But that's what I'm saying. Y'all are. There's a lot of bridges. You guys are giving me shit. Like you know what it's about. That's why when I heard jump, I didn't know if there was like a spot where you could jump off like a cliff and do like a cliff dive thing. No. Well. So none of us know. I guess you're gonna have to give us more, give Colin more context. Yeah, okay, to know I'll tell exactly you what you're saying. There's no cliff by the Hudson. Yeah. Where is the Hudson? New York. Yeah, but where in New York? All right, dude. We're not geography guys. Wait, here. You're, you're saying you don't know there's a cliff, but you don't even know where it is. So, okay, I just so, said New York City. Where in New York City? It's. What do you mean? It's a river. Like what? Like oh river. yeah, it's right like, in Midtown. But like what? Like where in New York? Like is it by like Brooklyn? Is it by Long Island? Like Manhattan. Manhattan. It's by Manhattan. That's what I'm asking. You guys are like well, I don't know, but then you guys are saying you do. <laughs> you either do or don't know. I don't know where it is. I don't know what any part of it is. And you guys are like saying you know, but then you're also like we don't know. So Matt. Give Colin all the details you're talking about so we can clear up this potential. That punishment. was like not what he was really asking. Yeah, we're on it. Yeah. We got a little too deep. Well, he there. wasn't asking anything. He was suggesting, and all right, I will say police. just just text just text Colin and we'll we'll figure out the details. We'll hash it out. We'll hash. We'll it hash out. it out because clearly you just sparked a debate that <laughs> I don't think any of us know what the hell is going on. This is on, a so football podcast, not a river podcast. All right, guys, we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna break down these games when we get back. We only drink the best. Welcome back in, everybody. We're going to get into the recap of the six games, starting with my Cleveland Browns. <laughs> to, uh... I've been waiting for this, guys. And it got only better when Wait, the Eagles lost, too. At least let, let me start off on a good note. The wheel hit, so, you know. <laughs> the it, wheel eased, hit. it eased the pain. If there's any game that would have been okay with it, you know, at least it eased the pain a little bit, but... Not really. What happened to your Cleveland Browns, Reagan? Well, uh, I'm going to be honest. I stopped watching after a while because it just got so bad. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'm in New York City. I'm going to go get drunk. I don't need to watch this. But <laughs> so... <laughs> Joe Flacco, unfortunately, throwing two pick sixes is really what happened. That was the dagger, for um, sure. <laughs> obviously, Nico Collins having a big game doesn't help. And, yeah, never really establishing the run game at all. I mean, Njoku had a good game for the Browns. Yeah, and this one, uh, that was Joe's eight, leg. 8 for 26 and a touchdown, the first touchdown for the wheel. Jerome Ford, 9 mm -hmm. of 17. Could not establish the run against Houston's defense. Joe did cash his leg with Njoku, 7 for 93. Oh, yeah. Amari Cooper, only 4 for 59 in this one. It seems like they figured out, all right, we're not going to let that guy beat us again like he did in yeah. Week 16. Uh, I believe Derek Stingley was phenomenal in this one. He had three yeah, targets, know, he let up one catch for, like, I think negative two yards. So Stingley was locked down. And the down thing that sucks for, for Stingley is I feel like he gets overshadowed a lot because 
They took him he, over Sauce. They took him over Sauce, who's now not once but twice a first-team All-Pro. And the craziest thing with that is zero interceptions this year, becoming only the third corner ever to be an All-Pro with zero interceptions. That's an interesting stat there. Yeah, Reagan. I saw that because they, they, they were posting a lot on Jets Twitter because Revis also did that once. Wow. Which I guess – but I do feel bad for Stingley because I feel like he would be getting a lot more attention if it wasn't for Sauce. Yeah, and this one, C.J. Stroud, 16 of 21 for 274 and three touchdowns. Nearly flawless with a 157.2 passer rating. 158.3 is the highest you can get. So nearly flawless. Nico Collins, 6 for 96 in a touchdown. Braven Jordan had a 76-yard touchdown. Yeah, yeah, you know, you never want to let a tight end go. Especially a back yards. out. Yeah, and Schultz had one for 37, too. Flacco is now 6-1 against the spread in playoff openers in his career. Yeah, you know. I did. I should have known when they were two. You know, not to toot my own horn here, but okay, so don't. I highlighted in the, the prediction pod last week, if you were listening, you would have taken Houston with me, considering Cleveland has a 31st-ranked defense on the road, and they allowed 29.4 points per game on the road. When you take out the 14 points for the pick six, what's 45 minus 14, Reagan? Uh, don't care. Brown 31, lost. right around the 29.4 not, they let up. Not to toot my own horn here, but I did have the Browns as my Super Bowl team. <laughs> I oh, thought the Young Bucks gosh. would get it done, and they do. C.J. Stroud is legit. Love to see it, man. Reagan, right. sorry that your bracket is busted already. What are you going to ask me about my second bracket? Who's my new Super Bowl team? <laughs> you can let us know tomorrow. I will let you know pod. tomorrow. What, what two teams will I be cursing tomorrow? Maybe I'll just say... I got the 49ers beating the Bills to make sure you're no, a bracket dude. Because I've been ice cold. Uh, Chiefs beat the Dolphins 26-7 at Arrowhead. Reagan, we saw this one coming. We yeah. both said Dolphins can't swim in the cold. Uh, yeah, this one really didn't shock me. I, I knew it was going to be more of a defensive battle. Honestly, I'm shocked Kansas City put up that many points, but I guess they're used to the cold weather. But I honestly thought it would be even more low scoring than it was. Harrison Butker, 4-for-4 um, four four on field goals. Yeah, I mean, Pacheco dominated in this game. Good shit, Drock. 24-89 in a touchdown. That a boy, Drock. Good pick. Yeah. Patrick I mean, Mahomes threw for 262 in a touchdown. Rashi Rice, 8-for-130 in a touchdown. Travis Kelsey, 7-for-71. Oh. And uh, Rice did have the record for most receiving yards in a, player, in a rookie wide receiver's first game, which was then broken the next night by Puka, but still... <laughs> Great game for Rice. Just At least he had it for had it for a, for a full twenty four hours. Yeah, twenty four hours, one thirty. Hell of a game for the next guy to come in and go for one seventy. But still, hell of a game from Rice, and uh, his future looks bright. And then on the Miami side, not a whole lot to talk about, huh? No, I, I posed this question in the prediction pod, Reagan. Yeah, Tua threw for one ninety three and a touchdown against okay. against Dallas. Yeah. In week 16, that was their only signature win on the season. Will he do better in this cold temperature? No. Well, he threw for 199, a touchdown, and a pick. Virtually identical yeah, to what a, he did in their game. only signature win. Tyreek Hill had that touchdown catch, but he only had 5 for 62. It just seems like the Chiefs know how to slow him down. Yeah, and he's had a lot of drops. He had a couple of bad drops in this game as well. Yeah, and it just seemed kinda... like Jalen Waddle, 2 for 31. You could tell he was not... At full strength on the ground, Mostert. Some would say he was waddling. Eight, eight for thirty-three for Mostert. Six for nine for Achan. That Chiefs defense, man. Yeah, six for nine for Achan for a guy that was averaging like nine yards a carry in the regular season. The only go for his average is kind of crazy. Crazy. Chiefs ranked second in yards allowed, and only the Niners let up less touchdowns the regular season. I highlighted that as well. And what happened? They shut down this Miami high-powered offense in the cold and only let up one touchdown. Reagan. So I guess Take Colin's stats and you will make money. That's what we do, man. That's what we do. 
Packers, Cowboys. Wow. 48 to 32. The Packers whooped the shit out of the Cowboys. It wasn't even that close. Cowboys scored 16 in the fourth quarter yeah, to make it look a little better. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was, this was the biggest blowout, in my opinion, on the week. Because um, obviously the Browns and Texans was a bigger blowout than the, the, the Bucks and the Eagles. But I mean, let's be honest. This game. Just based on pure ass beating. Yeah, yeah, because the yeah. score doesn't reflect the blowout in this game. Like, if you just looked at the box score, you'd be like, oh, it's not as bad as people are making it to seem. No, no, it was that bad. Like, the Cowboys started the score, and the Packers actually had ran a whole drive with their backups, punted, Cowboys scored, and they're like, all right, we got to get the starters back in. But no, the Packers did have their backups, and like, we got to see. Uh, Sean Clifford out of Penn State in there for a drive, and then you know. So when you're when you're putting them in, in early in the fourth quarter, you know it's an ass beating. Yeah, and this one, Jordan Love, sixteen to twenty one for two seventy two and three touchdowns. The passer rating is one fifty seven point two, almost identical to CJ Stroud's Reagan. So I'm going to ask you, who were you more impressed with, Jordan Love or CJ Stroud? I would say Jordan Love, just because he went into Dallas and beat a team that hadn't been beaten at home all year. And I would say that Stroud, I would I slightly lean the Texans on offense, like in terms of weapons he has. Like I think Stroud has more of a talented core. I mean, obviously Aaron Jones is legit, and we saw that. Like that's a guy Love hasn't had all season. But I just think with not a lot of veterans' presence on that team, I'm a little more impressed with Love. I have to agree with you there. Aaron Jones, 21 for 118 and three touchdowns in that yeah, Dallas defense. Well, it seemed like they were going you saw, light boxes. Now in four games against Dallas, he's averaging like 120 yards a carry, and he's up to I think he has 12 no, touchdowns yeah, insane. or some shit like that. So he's like every time he plays Dallas, he's going for over 100 rushing yards and at least two touchdowns. I mean, the guy's a machine. I mean, he's from he went to UTSA. He's from he's from the San Antonio area. So for him, he, he comes back. It's one of those things where, yeah, players like to come back and play up in their hometown, but he really does. Step it up when he's at home. He does. And Romeo Dobbs, 6 for 151 and a touchdown. Musgrave scored. Wick scored. Very impressed with the Packers. Now, I want to go on a little bit of a rant here regarding the Dallas Cowboys. I want to make sure I'm looking right in the camera when I say this. Yeah, let's hear it. They're in trouble. They have a lot of key impending free agents. Tyron Smith, Tony Pollard, Stephon Gilmore, Jordan Lewis, Tyler Biadas. All impending free agents. They're currently $16 million over the cap in 2024. How do they create more cap space? Dak Prescott is a $59.5 million cap hit for 2024. Did you know that? Are you suggesting cutting him? No. <laughs> no I'm Their only path to continue to build a contender around Dak is to extend him to lower that cap hit in 2024. Okay, so you extend Dak. You already paid Trayvon. You got to pay Micah Parsons. You got to pay CeeDee Lamb, both of which are probably going to go for the highest contract for their respective positions in NFL history. What the hell are they going to do? They also can't tag Dak Prescott in 2025 because there's a clause in his contract. Where do they go, man? Where do they go? Because now you have all this money going to Dak, CD, Parsons, Trayvon Diggs. All well, studs. Tony Pollard is definitely gone. So that that's that's another guy going back to uh, the dynasty sleepers. Whoever the, whoever the Cowboys draft in this draft, because I know they're going to draft a running back, that is who my sleeper is going to be. That's a good point. Because But although R- Rico Daddle... Definitely a guy you want to look up to pick and die. Pick and and also an impending free agent. Is he? Yes. Oh, His well, contract still, just expired. Still, I think he's a guy they can get back on a very cheap deal. He is not going to be commanding top dollar where Tony Pollard will probably want more than he's worth. Probably. And I, Deuce Vaughn ain't going to be the starting running no. back of this team. So. They're in trouble, man, because you got to <laughs> you gotta extend Dak, but at the same time, Dak's a good regular season quarterback. All he does is choke in the playoffs. You're going to pay a guy that's good but not good enough to get it done? 
That doesn't fly in Jerry's wow. world. Blake Corum is going to be sick on the Cowboys. Cow- <laughs> Holy shit, dude. He, Cow- he's going to go to the Dallas Blake and be Corum sick. Blake Corum to the Cowboys. I can see that. That's yeah. a good call out yeah. of you. He's going, no, it, like, it's not even a call. It's, it's like what happened. I already saw the script. They got next year's script, so it's Browns-Eagles next year. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. All right, Reagan, let's transition. The Lions barely squeaked by the Rams, 24-23. to We were both on the Rams in this one, money line, but we did have them both spread, so they did cover for us. Yeah. Man, both quarterbacks played well. Jared Goff, 277 and a touchdown. Montgomery, 1457, touchdown on the ground. Gibbs also scored. Amon Ross, 7 for 110, cashing my leg of the parlay. For the Rams, Stafford threw for 367, two touchdowns. Kyron Williams, 13 for 61. Puka Nakua, 9 for 181, and a touchdown. Dude, I he wish just that can't was, get tackled. I wish that was Cooper Cup's stat line. Yeah, right. I mean, freaking Puka, man. He, he, he just always breaks tackles. And on on the Detroit side, like going back to Gibbs, man, he is one of the scariest running backs to watch. Like it seems like he breaks every single tackle. Like they bounce right off him every time he gets the ball. Like I, I know Bijan's good, but to me, Gibbs looks like the better back. And a lot of it could be he's on a better offense. He gets more eh, about the same amount of volume. But man, watching Gibbs run the ball, he is scary. Like I, I feel like every time he touches it, he's gonna break it away for a big touchdown. It almost reminds me a little bit of Alvin Kamara, where he's not the biggest back, but. It's just, it just like, yeah, so like hard to on, get him down. When Kamara, it just seemed like his first couple fuck. of years, you could not bring him down. But, damn, that, that pick seems to be a home run pick, and all those people questioning it, hard to question it now. Yeah, when you take a running back at number 12 overall, you better get it right. And they did. Uh, Reagan, do you think the Lions are going to continue to roll, man? They just squeaked by the Rams. They have another home mm. game next week. I don't know. Are, are, were you tough. impressed? The defense, although Stafford had a lot of yards, they did limit Kyron, considering what Kyron's done this season. Only 61 yeah. yards. Like, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, this is more of a tough one because I, I, I do think Detroit is frauds, but, like, they're also playing Tampa Bay at the end of the day, and Tampa Bay to me is not a great football team. Like, they did just beat the Eagles, but at the end of the day, like, I do think Detroit's better, but I might have to just go with the Bucks and stay on my train of fuck Detroit. <laughs> also, Aiden Hutchinson was phenomenal in this game as well. He was wrecking yeah. havoc. Mm-hmm. How many sacks did he end up with? I think he had two. I don't know, but yeah, he had he had two sacks. I, I think his pass rush win rate was like thirty nine percent, which is stupid. I mean, hey, that's why they took took him early in that draft. I mean, we were. We were all shocked when he didn't go number one. We thought the whole time he was going one, but they took, yeah, Jack he got to stay on Michigan, and he has been a stud ever since. They got two pillars on the, in the trenches: Aiden Hutchinson, Penny Sewell, both picked in the top five of the draft. Or yeah. no, Sewell was picked sixth overall. Sorry, yeah, both well, picked top six in the draft. You know he's like the high, and he was the highest ranked offensive lineman on PFF. Which is why Sewell. he's a first team All Pro. Yeah, built to the trenches, ladies yes, and sir. gentlemen. Next, the Bills survive the Steelers 31 to 17. Now, this game almost got out of hand early on, Reagan. It was 21 to nothing. Looked like the blowout was on, and then Pittsburgh started to fight back a little bit. Got the bit. momentum after that field goal block, big Deontay Johnson touchdown. Now, so like, uh, well, we could talk a little bit more about recapping, but I have a question with the Steelers and what they do at quarterback. Yeah, it, it is interesting because not, and, and it's not going to be Rudolph. Like, I don't think he's the answer either, but it's also like, do they draft someone, or do they go in with, like, a carousel next year? Like, are they a team that goes out, like, you know, like some of those guys that still might have something in the tank? Like, I, like what are they doing at quarterback next year? That's a good question, Reagan. Obviously, it's not Rudolph. The fact that they stuck with Rudolph, who was the hot hand, they won games in the season with him. He was not the only playoffs. the hot hand, but he, like, yeah, he had the hot hand, but he also looked the best, too. Yeah, I mean, I, like, we barely you know saw. me. I'm no believer in Kenny Pickett. No, I was coming into the year. Problem is, with Pittsburgh... 
They don't have losing records. So no. they're consistently picking in like the 20 17 yeah, to 22 at, range. Yeah, I think they're going to be at pick 20. No. No, they'll be at pick 19. Yeah, and they took Kenny Pickett in that range already. Yep. Uh, at the th- I believe it was 18th overall. Didn't mm-hmm. pan out. No. Do you continue to – do you take another quarterback in that range? Or I, I think more likely they try to target a vet. We don't know who's going to become or available. they trade up and get Michael Penix. Or maybe they don't need to. Or maybe they get Justin Fields. Mm, I don't know. You don't like that fit? No, I don't. I, I, I don't like that fit. I, I just can't, like, I can't see, like, I don't know. I, and it might be more so that I just don't want the Bears to trade. Or I, I don't want the Bears to trade fields, but I, I just couldn't see him on the Steelers. Yeah, I don't know, man. You know what I mean? I don't know. They're stuck in quarterback It, it definitely is interesting. So it really comes down to do you want to develop but or do you want to take the shot on fields? Because I'm still not sold on fields, but I'm sold enough and where the Bears are at, where I feel like the Steelers are trending in the opposite direction. I'm not sold on Fields either, but he certainly is a higher ceiling than anything they have in house. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you feel like Fields at this point is a better option than a Penix, than a Knicks, than a McCarthy, then you make that move. To me, but, Penix is the only guy out of those three I would actually consider. The other two, I don't know if they're going to be better than Pickett. Yeah, I don't know honest. either. But it, they're certainly not going to get one of the top three quarterbacks. So then it's like... No, I mean, you, you got to give up a ton of capital. you got to get lucky. Which would be lucky. very shocking. It's tough. In this one, Josh Allen, 21 of 30 for 203. Three touchdowns, added eight for 74 in that long touchdown run on the ground of 52 yards, which was the second longest touchdown run in playoff history by a quarterback. Wow. Do you know who had the longest? Hmm. Hmm. John Elway? Oh, Colin Kaepernick. No. It was Kaepernick. Wow. It was Kaepernick, yep. Wow. What, back in what, 2011. What I don't know which game it was, but it was back in 2011. Come on, yeah, now. I think it was an NFC Championship game. Yeah, come on. You can't be asking the questions and not having. It, like it, it might have been against the Giants. Then it would have had to have been earlier. Or was it the Soupy? No. It wasn't in the Super Bowl. No. So when was it? Was it was like... in San Francisco, I remember. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just know who the player was. I don't have everything you, you're asking from me. Okay. Sorry. For the Steelers, Rudolph two, threw for 229, two touchdowns and a pick. Running game never got going with Warren or Najee, 38-37 apiece, respectively. Fryermuth, 5 for 76. Pickens, 5 for 50. Deontay had that touchdown. So did Calvin Austin, but... See, at the Austin, end of the day, baby. at the end of the day, I thought the Steelers would cover, but I also thought they were going to be playing with the snow, which would kind of help them on the ground. But this Buffalo, yeah, offense so like, was too much. You to can't handle. hold that against us. The Packers. You can hold it against us, but no, you can't. They almost, they almost got the back door. But, you but can't at hold the end it of the day, us. we knew Buffalo would prevail because they have too much firepower. For but we also Pittsburgh thought it was going to be in the snow, so I don't want people holding it against us. Yeah, good point, Reagan. Game got changed. We told you about the game on Sunday, not the game on Monday. <laughs> Last but not least, the Bucks, 32-9 over the Eagles. The Eagles lost to Arizona by three in Week 17, got their ass kicked by the Giants, then got their ass kicked by the Bucks. The wheels just fell off the bus for Philadelphia. Hurts threw for 250 and a touchdown, but honestly, he didn't look that good. Swift, 10 for 34. The, uh... Smith had eight for one forty-eight. Man, he looked yeah, good without AJ Brown. Yes, he had that that's deep like ball. The one bright spot on the offense in this that, game was yes, Smith. That Devontae Smith had that fifty-five-yard catch to set him up. Very good. Other than him, I mean, Julio Jones three for twenty-two, left with concussion. Goddard four for twenty-one, disappointing performance out of him. Did have him. the touchdown? Drop. It should have been in the touchdown. Did Go have on. a touchdown? Swift <laughs> had four for thirty-two through the air. For the Bucks, man, it was guys you wouldn't really have expected. David Moore? What do you mean? What do you mean? David Moore, two for 66 in a touchdown. Trey Palmer had a 56-yard touchdown. 
Cade Otten had eight for 89 on 11 targets. He had three drops. He could have had a monster well, game. And then it was Evans with three for 48, Godwin four for 45 is, and a touchdown. You could be Philly everywhere, but that's the spot you really could beat them because their linebackers are trash. Trash. So. Absolutely trash. Rashad White at 18 for 72. He ran the ball well. And my boy Baker threw for 337 and three touchdowns. What a performance by Tampa Bay. I was all over hey, Tampa Bay. And you want to even know what a better performance is? Around the felt parlay, baby. 0-4. If you faded the felt, you cashed. Yeah. Mike Evans needs to go hit the jug machine. Because <laughs> yeah. He would have freaking easily cashed on that long ball. He's dropped so many. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, Evans drops. Uh, Najee getting stuffed at the one like but he I will always say, does. That was the first time the felt has gone 0-4. So, if you faded the felt, you were happy. <laughs> yeah, you took all the odds. I was like, damn. And even Drox Lock didn't hit, so. Yeah, it was a but we hit Knox and Hunt, so still a very profitable weekend if you... <laughs> If you tailed the felt, you don't want to fade the felt. I gotta say, it felt really good watching Dallas and Philly just get their asses kicked. Like not even close games, just like you know. Yeah, I felt that with Miami. I can't wait for Buffalo to lose. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that that wraps up this pod, uh, guys. We got sweatshirts that are gonna be up for sale for a couple more days, so make sure if you want one to either order it on the website or contact one of us because we are placing those orders Friday. Um, I'm going to have a day in the life punishment coming out very soon. Uh, That'll be fun. My life is uh, quite interesting, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very interesting. It's going to be an interesting video at the very I'm least. I'm excited and to see We're going to be getting that, one, that lacrosse one done soon. And uh, obviously, if you guys have more punishments, keep suggesting them. And those off-season ones will be coming out soon. Thanks, guys.